0: Hang on! Hang on! to this might be a podcast the song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time they might be giants i am your host greg simpson and i've got a fellow greg here with me greg nahabedian here to talk about the song i hope that i get old before i die off of the self-titled debut here we go
1: i feel like being wispy and once in a while i feel like being dry but we're doomed and we're drowned by this feeling we surround so i hope that i get old before i die oh it's a
0: greg greg Greg.
2: (laughs) how's it going it's going so good it's so good to see you um yeah i haven't seen you well i guess in seven years as we figured out a second ago um but yeah and apart from occasionally messaging you about teaching advice um we haven't really spoken too much either
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird with social media. Like, oh, there's all these ways to keep in touch, but it's just all, like, these short little bursts of stuff. It's not any, like, in-depth conversation. Right. You know?
2: and I feel like I'll, like, see a conversation with somebody that I just, like, dipped on responding, and then I feel guilty, <laughs> you know? Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So we met through rock and roll, as I meet so many people, um, when your band... Your old band Derive first came to Bloomington, Indiana, where I used to live. I do not remember though how we first got hooked up. Though how did how did oh. you how did you find me or how did how did I end up booking you y'all on on tour? I so remember. I I actually do
2: remember this because it was almost ten years ago, like this month. Damn. Um, and I, it's it sometimes bothers me that I have like a really good memory for this kind of stuff. (laughs) Um, but so I was about to start college. Um, at the time I was like, I was very into punk news. Um, just like culturally.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. Punk news. org, baby.
2: And would pretty religiously, like I would study almost every band that they would like post about. Um, which at one point would have been the new Outdoor Velour EP. Um, ah, which okay. would, have, what would it have been in
0: 2011? 2011 was our uh, first EP. Um, or maybe it was the second one in 2012.
2: Don't Panic? Is that what it's called? Yeah,
0: Don't Panic. That was the first one. Yeah, it came out right. early 2011.
2: So I had I had bought that. Um, and then you just added me on Facebook. Um, and we just started chatting. And
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Simple as that
2: yeah and that was it and i think when we started that band i am pretty sure that i like sent you a demo and was just like would love to hear your thoughts because like i knew you're a music teacher and like you know could maybe like a little more specific about
0: mm-hmm. like
2: music crit or whatever um, right right and yeah and then when we booked our first tour we i knew that you could potentially help so i got in touch with you and then that was that show i also have um uh, some specific memories of, um, okay. Uh, there's actually, okay. There's two, can I tell two stories about this show?
0: Sure. Sure.
2: All right. So the first is that, um, so that would have been like my first, like big tour. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and I was like 18 or 19 and just like hitting yeah. the road. Yeah. Um, and as you do, when you're like that age, you just like bring your friends with you. Right. Um, <laughs> and we brought somebody who was having a very hard time, like, being on the road. <laughs> and, um, so we've met up with you and you took us to like a burrito place. Um
0: I bet it was Laughing Planet.
2: Yeah. They uh, oh they had um this bathroom. It was in the basement that was all mirrors.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's always a fun experience.
2: Um is it kind of tripping you out that I I can I feel like I remember like every detail from this day. Yeah, on. this is crazy. Um but we were all waiting in line to order and this person we were with said to you, I'm allergic to beans and then he <laughs> and then he goes, I don't know what to order and then he ordered a black bean burrito and he said, we'll just see what happens and then, and then he walked away and you looked at me and said, is this kid a fucking idiot or what? <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough he passed
0: out uh in our truck
2: during the show um
0: but the show so, was when yeah, was was that at the Gorley
2: hole house? that was at the Gorley hole and that was uh right after a big windstorm so nobody had power
0: mm-hmm <laughs> i feel um, like the first band had power and then the, uh, the rest got moved out onto the lawn is am i thinking of the right show y- yes yeah we ended up playing on the lawn and <laughs> we had like
2: prepared for the possibility of doing acoustic shows mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. um, and i remember being that show in particular like so bummed because we fucking bombed and nobody would disagree that our set was just like utter garbage. Um, I
0: don't and I, I would, yeah, I mean, it was sure, 10 years ago, I'm sure uh, it was fine <laughs> I mean, it, under it the circumstances.
2: <laughs> um, but I remember being like very bummed because, like, I ha- had and have a lot of respect for you as a musician and a person. And I was like, I oh. really want to impress my new friend Greg, like, he's older
0: than me and he's cool. <laughs> so I really fucked up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then you came back and rectified it. Yeah, I think. that The the next show was fun. Yeah. All right. how, many, how many times did you end up coming out this way? Um, that
2: band played in Indiana three times. Um, The okay. second or the third was at the Root Cellar.
0: Oh, mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I remember that being like, we had something else get canceled. And I think I saw that you were hosting a show. And I was like, can we like hoof it out there and i think we did one of those like dumb like 12 hour drives to do that oh show. yeah those are fun a blast <laughs> <laughs> I, I i kind of miss them like in pandemic land um mm-hmm. i'm kind of like i'd love to just like be in the van with my friends for like 18 hours
0: i know right uh all those little things you take for granted back when things were you know the world was a livable place yeah <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh jeez. <laughs> um <laughs> so I I think it's to get down to business though. To talk about yeah. they might be giants, you need to tell people about uh your fandom story. Yeah. yeah. Okay. How'd you get into they might be giants?
2: So, um when I was in 3rd grade, <laughs> um <laughs> uh, a kid I went to school with who knew that I was a very big Weird Al fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Gave me. He lent me a copy of. I'm pretty sure it was Apollo 18. Okay. Um, which would have been when? What year is that? Um, 92. Okay, so yes, uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, and I remember saying I don't get it, <laughs> and <laughs> um, gave it back to him, and did not think <laughs> about that band again uh, until I actually started like touring, and for a long time there were like two you know like post shows there are kind of two acts that people ask me if I was into is always they might be giants or frank zappa um mm-hmm. and at the time i had never listened to either um although i'm now like a very big zappa fan um mm-hmm. uh, and it took me a, a long time to get into they might be giants and to be honest like about when you and i started talking about me coming on the podcast which was like a year and a half ago I had only like really just started like digging in and uh-huh. <laughs> still like not even that much. Um like I know the first album fairly well and then I know like I've listened through the discography and have like talking points, but I'm not like at like a specific detail yet do you know what i mean
0: <laughs> uh-huh. um, so people are booing at their are, podcast device yeah, right now uh,
2: you just lost all of your subscribers for having a fake <laughs> fan on um but they are one of those bands and i had this experience with zappa too where once i started listening i was like i don't know why i wasn't a fan of this before because like i play accordion
0: i like goofy stuff <laughs> um, <laughs> Calling him goofy. I don't know, that's another knock against you. <laughs> We're off to a bad start. <laughs> um
2: sorry, uh Doctor Worm is is not a goofy song. <laughs> no, it's completely serious. <laughs> it's about a real doctor. <laughs> um But I also think like um, in my own like kind of like musical life, um, for a long time I think I was like trying to avoid um like fun music. Um, <laughs> do Do you know what I mean? Like especially because I think I was like studying classical music in school and like right. was in a very kind of like hardcore like weird like serious and artsy kind of band. And
0: yep, um,
2: yep. I think it it took me like a long time to be like, oh yeah, like I actually really prefer music that like makes me smile um Mm -hmm. and like that's the kind of music i like to make now and i think if i had like tried to dig into this band 10 years ago um i think i would have been like art has to be political all the time fuck this
0: (laughs) (laughs) see what they might be giants is fun and complex but the, yes. for the political, for any political points, you need to dig a little deeper. They're not, they're not like anti-flag or something. Just putting it right out there,
2: <laughs> right? And yeah, I mean, there are definitely like songs that I think, like, here's like my specific message, right? Um, and other songs where it's like, this is like the fun song or whatever, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They're like not anti-flag or whoever
0: <laughs> propaganda.
2: <laughs> um, do you think we could get? They might be giants and Propagandi to do a split, like a cover split.
0: Oh man, that would be something. I want to, yeah. I want to hear some Propagandi shredding. on uh, I hope that I get old before I die. Do you
2: remember <laughs> when, <laughs> when, when Propagandi was like a goofy band?
0: For yeah, for like one and a half albums, <laughs> <laughs> and then John K. Samson left, and they had to get all angry. Well, not that they weren't angry before yeah they lost all the silliness and i started tuning out a little bit (laughs) i love the goofy propaganda yeah
2: yeah same with like i mean anti-flag what i don't think was good at being goofy um when they tried it but um i would kind of like for them to like throw in like a silly song um i think that'd be really cool
0: i was never that into them i don't know i don't know why propaganda yes anti-flag no yeah um but yeah, people should know that, yeah, your your musical tastes and abilities definitely run the gamut because uh, you study music composition at Berkeley School of Music, and you've written everything from punk rock songs to operas. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I feel I mean, like whenever I meet people, I, I and they kind of ask like what do you do like with music? I would say that I have a musical double life um, as a way of kind of like explaining that, like, Yeah, like I like have a master's degree in composition, and you know, like I run an opera company, and I'm in a band, and have a record label and stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, I really like tend to see those things as like very connected, and don't really feel them as like different aspects of music making. Um, Right. But I feel like it's also like a very kind of like they might be giants thing. Like um, I think one thing that uh, really sticks out to me about that band is like. There are, like, rock songs, and then there are Mm -hmm. songs that are, like... This could be, like, in, like, a weirdo musical. Um, Uh I feel like they're not, like, separated. They're, like, this is, like, the band, right? Like, this is what we do, and it's, like, all this stuff.
0: We can do it all, baby. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's, you know... They they keep it interesting. Every song is different, but there is these common threads that keep it from being too, you know... Too weird of a roller coaster ride through the albums. Those, some of them can be kind of <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it, it is remarkable. I think how cohesive the discography is mm-hmm. um, for a band that I like is very diverse. Um, like, a band that like, I really love is the fiery Furnaces. Um, yes, who are also like a weirdo band, but in a very different way. And right. but their discography is like not cohesive whatsoever you know Um, yeah
0: they're all over the place which is something i
2: i love about them but like um i really appreciate how like they might be giants has this this through line that like makes sense but isn't boring um Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating to me like as a songwriter you know like how do they do that
3: right
0: Mm -hmm. yeah fiery furnaces yeah i (laughs) i feel like i remember we talked about their album rehearsing my choir which i still never got into the one where their grandma sings um the whole album
2: i could well i have my college thesis was about that album um (laughs) i have a lot of really specific thoughts about like how it's a masterpiece Um, so i just
0: opened a whole can of worms
2: oh you absolutely did um (sighs) But I don't know when is they might be giants gonna have like their grandparents. It's probably a little late for that.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, their grandparents probably probably <laughs> they to say they are no longer with us.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, actually, they might be giants. I feel like are a band that would be like our kids wrote the album.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, John linnell put out a, a solo EP called Roman Songs, and his son, who's like 21 or something, plays guitar on it. Oh, cool. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that
2: just came out like relatively recently right
0: yeah uh it came out to the the fan club in the spring but it just came out uh officially like two months ago Mm -hmm. i guess when this comes out it'll be a little longer than that but um yeah really recently and it's all sung in latin did you listen to it
2: no i haven't listened to it (laughs) that's amazing
0: yeah oh yeah that's that's something i mean that's a a brainy weird thing to do like having your grandma sing an album doing an album on <laughs> <all in> latin <laughs> i'll tell you i learned a lot of latin phrases just uh doing that and then uh me and some friends covered every song and uh so latin covers you should look that up it's on spotify and everything oh, like shit. that I do, so i, I do want to hear yeah. that yeah <laughs> yes mm-hmm so I hope that I get old before I die. So you said the first album is one of the albums you're most familiar with. Yes. And uh, is this one of your favorite songs or was it just you were, I can't remember how picked over the album was when you came in to choose it. It, um,
2: it is one of my favorite songs. Um, and it worked out that uh, it was one of the only songs available um, at that point, I think.
0: Yeah. Those first four albums went pretty quick. <laughs>
2: Um, pretty quick but yeah no this the song slaps uh I, oh, yeah. I love everything about this song.
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything about it i think we should play people the uh the demo tape version of i hope that i get old before i die which i believe on the demo is was just listed as hope that i get old before i die it, Oh, they it, took it, out it, that article yeah pops up both ways throughout different different ways it's been printed throughout their, their career uh so let's listen to that
1: sometimes i feel like being wispy and once in a while i feel like being dry but we're doomed and we're drowned by the feeling we surround so i hope that i get old before i die
0: kitchen table darling for on the kitchen table I must the
2: vocal change of the second verse is so good
0: (laughs) yeah oh yeah I also love that about this song that both Johns take a verse that's something they don't do a whole lot
2: um so I I don't want to get too ahead but I think one thing that like I think really jumps out at me about this band oh I'm gonna pause this how do I pause it like listening to the covers that you sent um including mine um <laughs> what <laughs> um, yeah uh-oh um but <laughs> it like really strikes me at how like how many like different interpretations there are um mm-hmm. and then uh, bef- earlier today i did my research i listened to the episode he did with justin mcelroy um, yeah. and listening to all the covers of of um pet name um they're like all over the map um But and I think the demo kind of confirms what I was thinking, which is that like the studio version of the song is weird. Um, (laughs) Like there's like, you know, it's just like, it's goofy. It's weird. Um, It's kind of, it's that drum machine, man.
0: Oh, it's wild. I love that drum machine.
2: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: (sighs) But I think I miss it. It's almost everyone leaves (laughs) it out. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I am. I the only one who has a drum machine. Um, there's there's a little bit on one of the other ones, so we'll 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 get there. We'll get there. Um, but
2: I think it really like illustrates how all these songs are like written like just as like songs. Like, there's no like expectation in the songwriting process of it being like this is the weird song. I'm gonna have like this like wacky effect or whatever. Like, he's mm-hmm. just they're just like good songwriters, right? And like right. I think seeing those songs like develop in the studio in that way is really fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. And it makes me think about like other bands who like um, maybe the, like the explicit intention is like, this is supposed to be weird or like abrasive. Um, right. You know, um, but this is like, not that it's like, here's the song and like, how do we kind of like orchestrate it? And that fascinates me.
3: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah the, the the demo i mean it definitely sounds like a demo and i love their demos i love the quality of them <clears throat> it just sounds like they're having so much fun and and like you said it really just drives home how good the song is this kind of like pub sing-along <laughs> feel that it has which maybe gets lost a little bit in the studio one because of just the wild drum machine yeah. um but I, God, I love that drum machine. It's just like, I mean, some of it, I mean, a lot of it must have been done with a sampler, right? It sounds like they were finding all these sound effects that they were kind of queuing up. queuing up. Was,
2: I was going to ask you if you knew what it was.
0: Mm, not exactly, no. I mean, I know the uh, drum machines they were using at the time.
2: But Eugene Chadbourne is on this album?
0: Literally phones in a... Guitar solo over the phone.
2: Oh, I love that. Um, that's a, I. Do you know how that collaboration happened? Because that seems like a weird, um, a weird pairing for that early in their career.
0: You'll have to go listen to that episode, then, won't you?
2: Oh my god! You already did. All right.
0: I don't have to do my research. <laughs> I can't even remember if we <laughs> answered that question. But. anyway, the the drum machine that they used mostly on the Pink album was the Yamaha RX15. Okay, that much I know. Though they also used a Boss Dr. Rhythm, but I, desa- I doubt the Dr. Rhythm had a. And a slap, in a. <laughs> 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 There's so many good sounds. Ping, clang. Well. <laughs> You know, I like
2: sometimes, you know, when I'm teaching like piano lessons, like little kids, if we're like on an electric keyboard, I'll be like... Mm -hmm. Let's play with like the fun sounds, you know, whatever. Um,
3: right.
2: and every once in a while what I'll we'll be like, nobody really does this like professionally, or, you know, and I'm like oh, <laughs> oh oh you have no idea, my
0: friend. <laughs> Let's hear what twinkle twinkle sounds like <laughs> on the percussion <laughs> setting. <laughs> boom boom gunk, clinker. <laughs> my favorite is always the guiro sound on the uh kind of <laughs> queued up on a keyboard. <laughs>
2: My my favorite is the like, uh, uh, the guy going like whoo, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> the, the uh, I, I love how most of those also include a, uh, cuica, which is a Brazilian friction drum that uh, most people would be familiar with from me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Oh, it's okay. kind of got like a monkey sound, it's
2: like whoo. Oh yeah, and um. Does that
0: also show up on that Bob Marley song? Um. Possibly. So I love the demo, but I definitely miss that drum machine. You know, just coming up, being, getting familiar with the song through that version and just finding the Drum machine intro, just endlessly hilarious. I just really miss it when it's stripped away, and I was really hoping, in when I was searching for covers, that I'd find one where someone just went totally like stomp style on it, just like hitting trash cans and <laughs> sweeping brooms across the floor and stuff like that. But alas, I did not find that. <laughs> um, that could be and
2: saying that like makes me think. It would would be cool to hear a version of this that kind of like combines like, like that aesthetic with kind of like earlier you called the demo, like the pub sing-along version. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd love to hear just like a bunch of like stomp claps, like with just everybody like, yeah, that would be really cool.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. They, um, on the, uh, what you call it on the wiki there, there's a, there's a, quote from uh, flans from 96 he said restless uh, records was doing a polka album and they were interested in rock bands that did polka songs Uh, before we were signed we tried to convince them to use this song Uh, they had no interest in it so we put it on our first album now i'm guessing because they're saying then they put it on their first album i'm guessing that the label that the one they would have submitted would have been the demo version but in its demo form i don't think it sounds like a polka at all no, not at all. I mean, it, just because it's got accordion, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I feel like it's a very kind of like record label thing to do. Of like, oh, it has accordion, like you know, we're good. Um, but they turned it down. Yeah, I don't know. And the, I guess the the studio version is almost more of a polka than the demo. Um, Once
0: you get that drum beat in there,
2: yeah. You know? um, but, yeah, I mean the I obviously this is like their thing, but the I feel like it's so heightened on this song, but just the accordion like mixed with all the samples um mm-hmm. it's just the <laughs> I can't get I can't get over it it's still unbelievable to me that like that song was recorded in the eighties um, uh-huh.
3: <laughs>
2: you, you know just it, it feels so like I think about like what a pain in the ass it must have been to assemble that
0: song. Yeah. <laughs> like on tape. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm just, Yeah, just finding all the sound effects and, and and programming them in to those rhythms are just it's so wacky. And then yeah, just all the little interjections, the little ah! <laughs> whatever that is <laughs> there you'll get a little bit of accordion in there. Dun, 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 dun. Ah and then like <laughs> the little screams. It's just well and everything I, they're like, what else can we throw in here that would be goofy,
2: I feel like that about kind of the whole first album that like the production value is is really high, but it's also like very specific um mm. uh what's what's the
0: first song called um oh, everything right is wrong again yeah,
2: yeah, 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 um, but there's like that part like halfway through the song, there's just like a ton of reverb and chorus, but it's like it's so kind of like well thought out. And I just, Mm -hmm. um, it's, I feel it's so rare to see a band like on their first album um, have like this really kind of thoughtful production. Um, You know, it's very
3: cool. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think being a duo, they always had to kind of, I don't know. I think, I think they always kind of felt like they had to make up for their duoness by like, really putting a lot of thought into everything else, mm-hmm. right? To try to convince people like, yeah, it's just the two of us, but we do all this other stuff. Uh, and, you know, in this song, yeah, you've got, I mean, you still got, you've got bass, I think you've got real bass guitar in it. I don't think it's a synth bass. Guitar, accordion, you've got another keyboard in there. you got the vocals, you got the vocal harmony. Um, and then that drum machine, like, I think they just wanted to really drill home, like, especially with a song like this, like, oh, we couldn't possibly have a human drummer. I mean, listen to this thing.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think, like, it shows so much restraint, like, really thoughtful restraint that, like, that's pretty much the only song on the album that is, like, overstuffed in that way. Um mm. uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Which I, I think is, like, very smart.
0: Um that, yeah, they don't really play up the drum machine angle too much other than like this and maybe a couple other moments.
2: Yeah, and I, I think this is the really kind of the only song that's like like hey, we're we're crazy, you know. <laughs> um I think a, a lot of the other songs are a little more like they're still, still get like weird, you know, but I think they're a little more um focused in a way. Um you know what I mean? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Definitely. So, as far as the chord progression goes on this one, now, yes, we will listen to your cover later. Um, nothing too wild on this one. I, I was kind of wondered about who wrote this one, because you get both of them singing on it, so that doesn't really tip you off there. But it's definitely a good uh, guitarist's progression in the key of D. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, the hardest thing you got in there is you got a F sharp. Uh-oh. Oh, I guess you got a G minor in there, you know? gonna have to bar some chords but still good pub sing-along chord progression i'm sticking with it it's a pub sing-along definitely
2: and so i think that like again kind of just like drives home that idea that like the songs even like the weird songs are so like well constructed from the start um i think like a more i don't know a less smart or maybe like a less tactile songwriter would be like, okay, my weird song is going to be the one that has like all the crazy chords. Um, Mm
0: -hmm, Right.
2: But this is the one where they're like, nope, we got, we got like four or five chords and like the drum machine and like all the samples is like what makes this song kind of like crazy. Um,
3: Mm -hmm, But
2: mm -hmm. like the rest of the music is like not necessarily like that, like exciting. Like it's just, it's like, yeah, it's just a chord progression. It's fine. It's fun.
0: Yeah. It's, it supports the vocals. In the the best way that you could I think Yeah So um, as far as the uh, Hopping over to the lyrics The big thing to point out is The, the play on The Who's My Generation
3: mm-hmm.
0: Where they famously sang I hope I die before I get old
3: People try to put us to death Talking about my generation
1: Just because we get around Say, we'll die before get old.
0: So there's a, uh, there's a quote from um, Linnell from 1988 uh, Boston Globe interview, and he said, I hope that I get old before I die seemed like the more correct point of view. <laughs> a lot of our songs are really pretty negative, but they're put in a friendly sounding way. In that case, I was thinking about how our society doesn't look up to its elderly, and feeling like the old man I'll eventually become.
2: <laughs> it's such a like, um, kind of like mid '80s, like punk adjacent thing, like to come out of like the extreme like nihilism of,
3: mm-hmm. I guess, just
2: like, music in general at that time. Um, uh, yeah, and I feel like. <laughs> It's also such like an anti-rock and roll thing for a great kind of like anti-rock and roll band, you
0: know. <laughs> I don't want to die, please. <laughs> please. Well, they just have so many songs about death and then this one's like the anti-death song. Though still, it makes a lot of very morbid, you know, it's a lot of very morbid in imagery. The, I mean, I mean, the long, long rope <laughs> that used to hang you soon, I hope. <laughs> I, the
2: song is, like, it's kind of a bummer, you know? <laughs> uh, and I think, like, in, like, doing the cover of it, like, um, I didn't think about, like, the drum machines or whatever, but I was just kind of, like, playing it, like, at home. And eventually it was kind of like, oh, this is almost like a Silver Jews song. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, You know, RIP David Berman. Yeah. I, um, we should do a David Berman podcast. Um, Mm -hmm. another songwriter who, well, A, probably like loved this band, but, um, uh, like shouldn't be as funny as he is, you know, um, like Mm -hmm. funny in like really deceptive ways.
0: Yeah. Talk about dark comedy. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Oh yeah. We're doomed and we're drowned by this feeling we surround. There's just so dour. So at the beginning sometimes I feel like being wispy and once in a while I feel like being dry. The It just starts out in such a lighthearted mood and then immediately just uh, we're doomed and we're drowned by this feeling we surround.
2: Yeah, like no matter like what he feels like gonna die, dude.
0: Yep. It's coming. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the, they would circle back around to this theme so many times. I mean, their song Older would be the uh, the the touchtone example. Uh, you know the song Older, right?
2: What album is that on?
0: Um, It first appeared on Long Tall Weekend, and then it was on Mink Car. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. Oh, I do know that song.
2: <laughs> See, I, I am such like a bad They Might Be Giants fan. I'll say. We um, ought to we ha- ought to have me on for like part two where I can redeem myself a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now the the second verse, the Linnell verse, um, it's yeah. like a Last Supper kind of thing, right?
2: Yeah, that's is that the vi- I was curious what you kind of thought about that because um, I. Got that impression, um, but was curious.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely what I'm thinking. Uh, but I'm also thinking this guy's bad husband, he's making his wife do all the cooking and all the <laughs> yeah. work, cleaning up. It's like, I'm just tired for my wife. I'm not going to help out, but I'm tired for my wife who s- served the banquet of my life.
2: I guess, is the banquet of your life like a funeral dinner? Um, now I feel like the image I'm getting is like, um, a home funeral where like he's like lying on the table you know so <laughs> um, i don't know i don't know if that's a thing
3: <laughs>
0: just lying right on the table not a coffin
3: <laughs> we, right on we the can table. Afford that.
0: so he's already dead in this situation okay i was i was picturing right like your last meal last supper i mean last uh like your last meal in prison you know you're getting the chair right yeah <laughs> and the chorus I mean again such a good <laughs> sing along so much so that they used to use giant cue cards so that the audience could sing along
2: so Th- I was kind of bummed to learn this because uh, about the cue cards Re- Oh, um, why? I'll tell you because that's something my current band does I didn't know uh, that they did it and I thought it was so original and cool
0: I'm sure they might be giants weren't the first ones either. <laughs> I mean Ramones had the gabba gabba hey.
2: Yeah, um, okay,
3: fair.
0: <laughs> you're in good company. You're in good company. Um <laughs> There there's so many like contradictory little things in this song. Like I hope that I get old before I die. But then he says it's a long long rope they used to hang you soon I hope. Right. Right. And I wonder why this hasn't happened. Why hasn't it happened yet? <laughs> and uh, how, I mean, how great of a rhyme is, I think about the dirt that I'll be wearing for a shirt.
2: Oh, I love it. Yeah. And I I think like the, the kind of like paranoia about like thinking about death is like, you know, obviously a like really kind of like fertile ground for writers in general, but um, I really like this interpretation that it's like, Weirdly optimistic about it. Um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like I don't really know how to explain it because none of the lyrics are like positive, but like there's something just like about the delivery that's like there's that like an acceptance in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I mean, about how old are they when they're doing this? Like probably like, early mid twenties, right?
0: Yeah, mid twenties.
2: it's like a very like you know early mid twenties thing. Is just like thinking, or at least that was that's what it was for me. Is thinking about death <laughs> all the time. <laughs> really oh not everybody had that that experience
0: okay not everybody no oops just you emo kids (laughs) but yeah it's kind of like yeah kind of like a get it over with kind of feeling i wonder why this hasn't happened why 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 Get to it. Get it over with. Right. Yeah. You know, as a twenty-five-year-old or whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're basically dead at twenty-five anyway. Whatever. Oh yeah. What else are you so, gonna do?
0: So these guys are having a quarter-life crisis, I guess. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, should we listen to a couple live versions? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, an early one, 1992 from Birmingham, England. And I'll drop that in. Mm-hmm. is it just me Is it in a different key it feels higher to me it, or maybe it's like the tape or something
2: it could be i think my pitch isn't good enough to just like be like oh we're e flat now or something
0: <laughs> and then they transition into cajun aquarium <laughs> in this version <sighs> which is pretty wild
2: yeah i love that um yeah, I like I like hearing it faster, um, and it's interesting. Like I watched a live version um, last night um, when I was listening to all these covers, and I like that I haven't seen them do it with a drummer. Um, I don't know if they do. Um,
0: I haven't found a version when the, where they do. I mean, I would love to hear Marty go wild on like his digital drum pad on this song, but uh, I've yet to hear it. And that that recording was way pre Marty, of course. And that um, I think that I'm not sure if they were touring with a band yet in '92 on the England tour. I don't think so. Um, it,
2: they don't start with the band until '95. Is that right?
0: They had a. Uh, they did get um, Tony Maimone and J D. Feinberg on uh, for most of the Apollo tour, okay. so they were touring Apollo songs before. <clears throat> they recorded with the with the full band they okay. were touring those songs with a full band uh so then we have a version of, uh, 21 years after that on the the digital only album called first album live appropriately enough 2013 version check that one out
2: i'm glad that we have like a real like polka intro on this one sometimes
1: I feel like being wispy. And once in a while I feel like being dry. But we're doomed and we're drowned by this feeling we surround. So I hope that I get old before I die.
3: Oh, it's, oh, it's a, a long, more of days
1: are hanging my hope. And I wonder why this hasn't happened. Why, why, why? And I think about
3: it
1: the, today. The, the for a shirt and I hope that I get old before I die clear off the kitchen table darling pour on the kitchen table I'm, I'm just tired for my wife served the banquet of my life and I hope that I get old before I die oh, oh it's, it's a, a long honor days of
3: face to hang and I hope
2: yeah, and I like on this version, obviously, like the just the quality's better because it's a more intentional live record, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I think being able to hear the guitar more clearly is really nice, um, and the tone's like a little grittier. So I feel like it's it almost like replaces that drum machine. Is like,
0: why is this here? <laughs> you know, right, right? He's playing the backbeat. He's like, yeah,
2: and but it's also I think like a little too distorted so it like I just kind of cuts through in a weird way that I really like
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah there's one other little thing I don't think this is the only version where he does this but th- there's this one other little touch that it's such a small thing that I love in the very last chorus Linnell goes up for just a second it's a long long rope thing. and it's just like I don't know why that one little note change gets me oh,
1: it's a long long rope
0: but that uh, that is just uh, it's just like this little change, this little live change that just like that little that little taste of something different that I love.
2: I I think one one thing that always sticks out to me when I listen to this band is like I think they have so many like little vocal inflections um, mm-hmm. on any song um, that is often I think missing from, you know, other bands of it, just in general of like that era. Like, um, I think there's like an attention to the delivery, um, Mm -hmm. that like, I think reminds me of like musicals, um, or like, sure. Like whatever. Like, I think it's very intentional. Um, and it's cool. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's one of the reasons you almost never hear them double tracking their vocals. It's because Mm -hmm. those little things would be hard to, to match uh, on multiple takes. As much as I am a fan of double-tracking vocals,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and even like, you know, on songs where I think it's clear that the vocals have just like more production to them, and um, there's still mm-hmm. uh, I think more of a personal element um, to just like the delivery. But um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, you know, is always good.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you say we head to the covers section?
2: Oh yeah, I
0: did listen to these. Okay, good. All right, so our first cover is from uh, YouTube user PPF. I don't know. PPF, I don't know what that stands for. Uh, but from 2008, we've got a little acoustic cover, and, and uh, let's check out this finger-picking at the beginning.
1: Sometimes I feel like being wispy. Once in a while I feel like being dry But we're doomed and we're drowned By these feelings we surround And I hope that I get old before I die oh, It's a long, long road They used to leave you soon I hope and wonder why this hasn't happened Why, why, why And I think about the dirt that I'll be wearing for a shirt And I hope that I get old
0: before I die Clear off the kitchen table. So what'd you think about that one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah I think this one is responding a lot to the same idea that the next cover does um, which I think is like like the song was obviously like, kind of written with like this vaguely polka adjacent thing um, mm-hmm. and I like the idea of like taking it in this like bulky bluegrass direction which in some ways right. is like kind of musically related um, and it this fits so well and I think um Yeah, it's almost like an inevitable that like this kind of cover would appear, you know.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we knew it was coming. But this guy, I mean, 2008, he was maybe one of the first to do it on the YouTubes. (laughs) But I like the alternating between the uh, fingerpicked verses and the strummed choruses, I think. And also a nice touch in the background, the framed picture of William Allen White, the guy whose face appears in so much Team BG imagery.
2: Oh, right. And so who he's like a newspaper editor, right? Is
0: yeah, that- he was a journalist. He fought for a lot of uh, social causes and stuff like right. that. Very progressive kind of guy. <clears throat> yeah. And she's just, just got a good smile. <laughs> um, I also really like
2: that in this cover, like, you can't see the guy's head. And this is such like <laughs> yeah. a, an early YouTube thing where, like, nobody ha- knows how to use cameras. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: I don't know. It feels pretty intentional to me
2: you think so yeah I, 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 actually i guess you're right uh <laughs> but i still like it it's
0: cute yeah very <laughs> okay so then <clears throat> you already alluded to the next one uh corn potato string band as if you couldn't tell is a bluegrass band <laughs> i fucking <from> the name.
2: <laughs> love this cover
0: yeah let's check oh it my out. god How about that just kicks off with a violin solo <laughs> and, and this girl rips she is so
2: good um oh yeah i love everything about this band i want to be friends with them
0: <laughs> that guitarist that guy's got a beard on him. that is a solid bluegrass oh, band beard
2: oh, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: almost like if you're starting a bluegrass band it's like do we need a guitarist or
2: do we need a guy with a beard <laughs>
0: Guy with a beard, <laughs> definitely. Um, and I, I had found another cover that had banjo in it, but then when I came across this one, I'm like, "Yep, this is the banjo one." Because that guy's picking. He takes a like a little solo in the middle, and then there's a tap dancing solo.
2: i, I This is what I wanted to bring up because <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> like it's I mean it's very appropriate for like this kind of band but it's so weird Uh, and she the look on her face is amazing because I I feel like she's like should I be doing this like she feels a little strange about it too Uh, and I also like that the camera is like directly on them uh, and presumably
0: there was an audience who was watching this Mm -hmm. camera guy like block Mm -hmm.
3: their view (laughs)
0: I think the tap dancing is great because it, it kind of takes over for where the uh, the drum machine craziness would have been, right? Right. So it's like it's just another kind of weird way to keep the beat. Um, I dig it.
2: <laughs> I also, I mean, I don't not being like a bluegrass person. Oh, I just got to the the tap dancing again. <laughs> also, um, I like if people should definitely watch this because they're right next to the girl tap dancing. There is like this really weird like bust of somebody um, uh, like just kind of <laughs> yeah. like staring, you know staring giving the side eye <laughs> and it's one of those things that like you know if you play shows and like go to venues and stuff like that kind of like shit is just all over the place and you don't give it a second thought
0: but when you mm-hmm. see it in this context you're like, mm-hmm. why is that staring? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know why there are so many violins up there.
2: I, oh, did, I did she use alternate
0: tunings. That. It's like the sonic youth of violin playing.
2: <laughs> or do you think it's like the, um, uh, what was it? Did Jerry only, I, I feel like I've heard this story before that he tuned his bass. E a, E a, um because those really strigs he used he knew you would break them all the time
0: <laughs> jerry only from the misfits people uh, don't know uh <laughs> I, I don't know if that's see true that this is, like she's just too destructive <laughs> yeah, she's worried she's she gotta, gotta have two backup violins <laughs> also these she has, harmonies are top-notch too so i i really dig this version the yeah, Corn I, Potato String Band.
2: Also, like great name. Everything about this band is awesome. I, I'm going to send them a message. I want to be friends with them.
0: Do it. <laughs> Maybe you can hook up with them on the next tour. <laughs> All oh. right. So let's see. Then we're going to head over to watch a young chap named Adam Thornton uh, on YouTube here. And he has a medleave of Particle Man into... I hope that I get old before I die, so I'm going to skip to that.
1: Sometimes I feel like being wispy. In a while I feel like being dry But we're doomed and we're drowned By this feeling we surround So I hope that I get old before I die Oh It's a long, long rope that used to hang you soon, I hope And I wonder why this hasn't happened Why, why, why And I think about the debt that I'll be wearing For a shirt And I hope that I get old
0: before I die So he is the one other guy that uses Some drum machine
2: an accordion,
0: and of course, yeah, of course, I had to have an accordion cover
2: and, in here. And he he's he's ripping. He's like quite good. He is. Um, how old do you think he is? Like he looks like he's probably like seventeen.
0: Oh yeah, if that. And this was two thousand nine, though, so he is a, a full fledged adult at this point. But he was very young here. But I love it. Yeah, he he points out that he made his own. Instrumental backings for him, so he he went full out TMBG on this,
2: and it it's pretty cool because the it's very close to, um, the studio version.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and he's got that cool Joker poster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some interesting wall art there. It's very kind of uh, like I don't know. I'd almost picture him wearing like those. Those really baggy pants that have too many straps on them.
2: Yeah, maybe like a chain wallet.
0: <laughs> that you'd buy at hot topic, but he doesn't really I don't know, his look he doesn't really match the the wall decorations, <laughs> so It doesn't seem really to go together. Seems like a pretty mild mannered young chap. But that's uh, Adam Thornton on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs>
2: he he has a lot of subscribers. Oh, He's still doing yeah. stuff. Good. Um yeah I want to check out more of his stuff but yeah I that's a cool cover and like um I'm thinking a lot about covers lately because I just um finished writing like a very long review of that Fugazi tribute album um uh, Mm. and now I'm doing one about that Misfits tribute album that's coming out um I feel like I'm like uh oh I have some thoughts but uh yeah, I, have, I I feel like my my head is really like in kind of like thinking specifically about covers. Um, uh-huh. And I don't know if you feel like this, but um, for me, when I hear a cover of a song, I want it to be extremely different. Because uh, if it's too close to the original, I'm like, I'd rather just listen to the original. Sure. Um, but this, I think is really good because he, it's almost like painstakingly like, i'm trying to be the original uh um, oh yeah so it's, it's like re- yeah. very fun i think this is a great cover
0: yeah mm-hmm. the drum machine isn't quite as wild but it still it gives that effect and i i appreciate that uh from you adam nice job yeah so speaking of one that sounds pretty different from the original let's listen to alias mr chips on soundcloud mid-tempo pop punk kind of thing it's like just palm muted verses and then like the, the choruses are like a breakdown kind of beat which i love so it goes like the opposite direction of the original <laughs> well again like i just think like I know i
2: keep saying this but i i feel really strongly about it That's like when like the foundation of the song is like really solid like it can just be taken in so many different directions and that's so that's so cool
3: yeah
0: mm-hmm yeah, there's a lot of directions you can go with it uh, when you've got, yeah, just a real solid chord progression and m- melody that can be stretched a bunch of different ways. So, f- friend of the show and friend of me, Adam Rivera, uh, has done a cover especially for us just for this episode. So, I'm going to play this one in full. Uh, Adam Rivera doing I Hope That I Get Old Before I Die.
1: Sometimes I feel like being wispy Once in a while I feel like being dry But we're doomed and we're drowned by this feeling we surround So I hope that I get old before I die oh, It's a long, long rope they used to hang you soon, I hope And I wonder why this all happened, why, why, why And I think about the hurt that I'll be wearing for a shirt And I hope that I get old before I die they off the kitchen table, darling. For on the kitchen table I must lie. I'm just tired for my wife, so it's the banquet of my life. And I hope that I get over before I die. Oh, it's a long, long old day, so hang you soon, I hope. And I wonder why this hasn't happened. Why, why, why? And I think about the bed that I'll be wearing for a shirt. And I hope that I get over before I die.
0: He has some very percussive acoustic guitar playing, and I love the, the hyperactive strumming at the beginning. Yeah. It's like so energetic. Yeah, and so I think, like, <clears throat> it, don't you think it's kind of
2: weird, or not weird, maybe interesting that, like, We've listened to a couple of live versions, like plus the demo, which all have like that like sing-along feel, but they're not Mm -hmm. like as energetic as like you might expect. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or I guess it's like a different kind of energy, Um, but it's kind of cool to hear this, that is like, like the tempo is like way up. Um, It's very like, almost like, yeah, it's like a, uh, almost like a folk punk song, you know?
0: Yeah. It's like he goes Andrew Jackson Jihad on it yeah that's what
2: I almost said he goes mountain goats but then i I rethought saying that out loud
0: <laughs> yeah I'm not sure if Adam is familiar with either of those bands, but uh it's it's definitely got that folk punk energy, and I love like the little there's like i'm pretty sure a slide guitar uh element that comes in um so he does. Uh, out of all the all the the weird elements you get from the original, you do get the rr in, in this version. Yeah. But then, and on the last chorus, on the double chorus, there's this little. I'm pretty sure it's a slide uh, electric guitar coming through, giving a little like kind of counter melody. That's real nice.
2: It's also, right before that last chorus, he has like the kind of like extra strumming. Um, uh-huh. that I really like. <laughs> it's
0: like a fanfare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks so much, Adam, for sending that over, a custom cover for the show. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and so we got one more cover, and it's yours. It's mine. So tell me about this project here. There's a bunch of other people doing uh, They Might Be Giants covers. and I'll... This might be a cover album. Yeah.
2: Um. Yeah, to be honest, I don't really know much about, like, the – genesis of like that album um -hmm. but i got asked if i would be interested in it um is kind of surprising because i i think there are other bands that i'm like very vocal about like my love for um Mm -hmm. uh not that i like have been like oh i hate this band um but you know um so but yeah they reached out to me and asked if i'd be interested in doing it and i said absolutely and this song was already on my mind um because we had Spoken about the podcast. Um yeah. so that's why I chose it.
0: Um Yeah, I will okay. Well I I will drop it in right here. take it you like pull it back a bit which i love and the the synth elements is something we don't get in any of the other covers so i really appreciate all the synth weirdness it's very cool
2: yeah i think i said earlier that like when i was initially kind of working on this and just kind of like jamming on it at home i i started to feel like oh this is kind of like a silver jews song um you know uh
3: Mm, mm -hmm.
2: Um, so i think i think that's why i like slowed it down and originally i didn't want to do like drums or like all the weirdness um Mm -hmm. but then i i don't know i just changed my mind i think i (laughs) i was like i don't think i have this like vocal stamina to like make this interesting um like without other stuff you know
0: oh no i like it i like all the little twists on the melody that you do and you. you do double track and you got a very cool thick kind of feel to the vocals that I dig
2: um yeah i li- I like the double tracking um and actually that like that slide thing is actually a guitar um with a uh, a harmonist pedal
0: Ooh. harmonist, so it just adds can you tell it what harmony to add
2: yeah, and it can uh. either do a harmony or it can do a slide,
0: ah uh.
2: um. And what what's really cool is some, is there's a setting where it can slide in two directions at once. Ooh. Uh, so that that's really fun and aggravating to everybody I play music with.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I assume that was a synth too, of course. You're you're sneaky. You're sneaky.
2: Yeah. Um but so you yeah. know yeah,
0: you can get that over on Bandcamp people for free. Yeah. Yeah, this might be a cover album. Um yeah. Very cool. I haven't listened to the rest of that yet, but uh I bet there's some other good stuff on there. I don't the, really know any other names of the people on there though.
2: They are primarily like uh New England like DIY folks. Um Okay. The Birdhouse in your soul cover I think is extremely good. Um
3: mm-hmm. I mean
2: I think all the all the covers are good, but that one in particular I think uh is stellar.
0: And I do appreciate that we get two kids songs in there. <laughs> I like that paleontologist and roy G. Biv can't go wrong can't go wrong <laughs> all right we are to that portion of the show where you need to score this song okay y'all ready for this do 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 um but do like
2: 10 years later do i get to retroactively rescore um thanks pitchfork <laughs> <laughs> i heard about that <laughs> fucked up uh okay um, yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, because as, as I said, I listened to the Justin McElroy episode, um, and I'm scoring in relation to other, they might be giant songs, right? Mm-hmm. And not like to the canon of music,
0: <laughs> music as a whole <laughs> rate it against, uh, you know, Miles Davis, <laughs> where do you put it amongst they might be giant songs?
2: Um, I think I give this like a 9.1.
0: 9.1. Is
2: that dumb in its specificity? No.
0: No. Okay. You got to be specific. Cool. Right? Yeah. Got to differentiate the, the 9.1s from the 9s. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this one, I feel like it's, it's one of my... Favorite songs from side B of the record, for sure. Mm -hmm. Because you got like all these really, really bizarre songs. I mean, Side B, I think, kicks off with She's an Angel. So you got like a big pop banger right there. But then you got Youth Culture, Killed My Dog, Boat of Car, Absolutely Bill's Mood, Piece Face. It's all these like really, really weird ones. And then I Hope That I Get Old Before I Die, which kind of is like, hey, it's weird with the drum machines and all that. But then it just busts open into that pub sing-along. And it's just uh, really, really just kicks off that, the you know, gets the, the, the album roaring to finish there. Which which I love. Um, yeah, pro- pr- yeah, probably, yeah. Next to She's an Angel is probably my favorite song on uh, side B of that. Uh, I think, I'm going to go 8.5 on this one. Ooh. Love it. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, promote yourself. Oh, okay. My friend, Cheap City is your current band, yes?
2: Correct. Um, tell
0: people where they can hear y'all
2: okay um to listen to cheap city uh you could go to cheapcity.org um and and listen to us uh we also have a project that's live on our website called wiki cheapia um which explores the lore of Cheap City. Um, Cheap City is a real place. Uh, we are cultural mm. ambassadors from Cheap City, and uh, mm. all of our songs are about why you should come visit Cheap City, or like how to educate yourself about the history of our city. Um, <laughs> so, so before you come visit, definitely like check out Wikachipia. Um There's driving instructions, uh, <laughs> town bylaws. Uh, it has consumed a <laughs> inappropriate amount of my life.
0: Uh <laughs> so, so <that's> Cheap City.
3: <laughs>
0: and do you want people to find you on social media, you or the band or
2: Yeah, um yeah, you can just find like Cheap City stuff. Uh usually like we're te- on like Instagram it's Cheap City forever. Um uh I'm Greg Nahabidia, and Usually I'm Greg Naha, N A H A. Um yeah, and I write like classical music and operas and stuff. Um uh and if you want me, want me to play organ on uh, a record let me know because i, I want to do that strangers <laughs> I, want more, I want i want more work so <laughs> hire me please
0: greg want some guest spots yeah get those uh those those featuring credits
2: i've got a really you know? <laughs> dumb collection of electric organs so let me justify the money i spent yeah
0: <laughs> you got a hammond b3 in there yet oh not yet <laughs> those are like super expensive aren't they yeah and get, they're like so big. a classic a real bummer yeah. to
2: move um yeah. i'm saying as somebody who has two organs that i cannot move by myself
0: but <laughs> 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 so they got the the foot pedals and all that too
2: oh yeah baby yeah um Uh, I'll send you I'll send you a video of uh, one of them has like this insane drum machine like built into it yeah um, Yeah. (laughs) with like an auto arpeggiator it's something that like like it was built as a church organ it's like who
0: who was going to use this like ever (laughs) (laughs) this sounds like rock and or roll (laughs) yeah I gotta check that out are you good at playing with your feet i'm okay i'm okay
2: i'm not like i actually really want to take organ lessons um mm-hmm. i love playing electric organ i play electric organ like more than i do piano um but it's weird like as a piano teacher <laughs>
3: yeah
2: yeah well, uh, mm-hmm. but i do someday like really want to study like serious like you know organ you know
0: yeah and then you'll have to get those pointy shoes
2: yeah and a cape it's a- <laughs> and a cape
0: and a, a, a half mask
2: yeah and uh build a pipe organ in a sewer
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right well people can find this might be a podcast at this might be podcast.com twitter is this might be a pod uh if you want to get on the mailbag segments best to email this might be a pod at gmail or call me at 224-801-2930 and uh yeah, bump to punknews.org. That's how we met. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, still, I still check it every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Greg, thanks so much for being on. It was great talking to you again.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me. It was great to catch up a little bit, and we should we should talk sooner rather than later.
3: Yeah,
0: and when touring is a thing again, you should come out this way again.
2: I, I, we really want to. Um, I think... I think that is going to happen next summer. So I'll I'll keep you posted.
0: Hell yes.